This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Our EPL handicappers are running at 4.29% return on investment after nine rounds of England's top flight. It has been something of a grind over the course of the past month, but as October is about to complete its cards. Are the boys tempted by any of the eight minus money favourites this week? Seven of the bottom eight clubs in the league are away from home. Is there some low-hanging fruit? Do we stick, twist or double down? Time to push a few more chips uh, onto the table and spin the wheel again. This is Betting Weekly Premier League show. You're with myself, Dan Roebuck, while Nigel Seeley and Jack Wright are here to deal you the best bets of the weekend, Nigel, we've got you up early. You've got up us up uh, early. Uh, you're yeah, still right. in Vienna. You're still in Vienna for the tennis. And a night at the opera the other day, I saw. Yeah, man, I'm cultured. Who would have thought South London boy from a council state ends up <laughs> at, at, at the opera at Vienna? Amazing, amazing. How was it? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're, I don't know, I don't know we got a lot of American, um, American viewers on this show and obviously working for an American company. But it was like, um, uh, there's a very famous television show in England called Only Fools and Horses. And me and Paula, my partner, it reminded us of where Del Boy took Junie to the opera. And uh, she, it was very, very similar. If you ever click, if you click that video, <laughs> Uh, that's me and uh, Paul Relly Opera, uh, the junior and Del Boy. Ah, dear. Uh, Jack, more Norwich than Ness and Dormer I saw at the weekend. Yeah, the weather was certainly pavagrotti. Um, <laughs> but the, um, yeah, a lovely train ride into London. He's Not read the script there. He didn't just <laughs> throw it out. Like, he knew what about it there. There's no way in a million years you can throw that, Jack, on the road. No way. Well, I like it. The train journey in was fun. That the Uber home because all the trains got cancelled. Not quite so much. So definitely not a Sean Calvert one dollar bus ride. That one. Well, Jack is the only one that needs Barbara Seville. Me and Nigel certainly don't. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's crack on, shall we? Look, uh, the boys have uh, both got plays in a couple of games this week, so it's interesting to get their thoughts on a couple of them. We're going to start Friday night. Um, local time, 3pm Eastern. It's Crystal Palace versus Spurs. This is uh, a local dust-up, of course. And Spurs are short price favourites at minus 130 with Palace plus 350 in the draw, plus 295. Um, just before I get your thoughts on this, I'm going to throw some futures markets um, at you both to get your brief thoughts. If I gave you a free $100 bet, Nigel, for a Spurs futures play, given the way that they've started the season, where would it go? They're plus 1,400 for the title. Son is plus 1,200 to be the top Premier League goal scorer. Madison, plus 500 to get the most assists in the Premier League this season. Or would you go Spurs to win the FA Cup, plus 1,400? So roughly in the same ballpark, obviously Madison a bit shorter. Where's your futures play when it comes to Spurs? I think it depends if I can bet the each way. <laughs> If I could bet the each way, I'll be taking a sod each way in the Premier League. 
uh, top goal scorer market. But if it was a win only bet, I'd probably have to go for Madison. I mean, his partnership with Sol has been fantastic. The way they've 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 come together is the Harry who is the is the question that everyone's been asking at the moment at Tottenham so uh, yeah I, I think I'd go for Madison I've, I said on this show that I thought the way that Tottenham play as well that I thought they'd, they'd have a good cup run and that was the week before they got knocked out of the Carabao Cup so <laughs> uh, they've only got one chance of that haven't they and I, I think they're I think they'd be a, a hard team to beat in one-off cup games as well so but I think yeah I think if I was given a win only bet it would have to be uh, Madison to bet the most assists but it was yeah, incredible but it's time in the season isn't it I think yeah, I mean, he's got five assists at the moment. He's behind Pedro Neto and Kieran Trippier at the moment in the assists list in the Premier League. Jack, same to you. Where would your money go for Spurs? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I'd go with the same selection, to be honest. Um, don't need to touch on more why that would be the case. Uh, I guess as far as the FA Cup is concerned, if they get a very favourable draw, which is in the lap of the gods, isn't it? Then absolutely, that that's a, that would look like a good price if they can avoid like the proper big guns or even draw one and knock one of them out. Because I think on their day, in a one-off, they can absolutely beat anyone in the league on their current showing. For them, I think it's just about keeping those key players fit um, or free from suspension, as we'll come on to in a little while. But uh, yeah, a, a 1 to 11, they've got a good, good shot at that. But um, yeah, I think Madison looks the standout one there, considering the players that are above him at the moment. And the likes of De Bruyne are being out, who would normally go and dominate that market. Keep your eye on all the futures markets with Bet Rivers when it comes to Spurs. Obviously, they're a bit of a talking horse at the moment, and the boys have got plays in match uh, in the first matchup this weekend when it comes to the Premier League. It is Palace against Spurs. Nigel, what's your play first up in this one? Well, it's no surprise I'm going with Tottenham, uh, but instead of taking them at the heavy minus money, I'm going for the minus 0.75 on the Asian handicap. Uh, here, I, I, I'm not quite sure what the current price is now, but it was about minus 108, I think it was yesterday, when I looked at this here. Uh, if you're not familiar with Asian handicaps, basically half of your bet will be on Tottenham minus a half, and the other half will be on Tottenham minus one goal. So um, we get half our stake and a refund if Tottenham win, just win by one goal. If they win by more than one goal, we're cashing. And this season, they've just been scoring goals for fun, haven't they? They've scored at least two goals in every single one of their matches, barring one against Luton. But if you watch that Luton match, they should have been falling up at half-time. They absolutely battered them. Uh, Palace have a very poor record in this fixture. They've only won once in the last 16. I'm not a huge fan of, uh, you know, traditional head-to-heads and, and records and stuff like that. But Tottenham do have a very, very good record against Crystal Palace historically. Uh, last season as well, they did the double. 4-0 and a 1-0 win. 4-0 they won this fixture. And you would say that Crystal Palace were probably slightly better, I would say, than what they are now. If you look at their ratings, they they probably regressed slightly. If you look at the rating of the team that you give them, I think they've gone backwards. Um, I've got a lot of where we live in our location, where we live back home in the UK. We've got a lot of um, Crystal Palace fans there in our nearest Premier League club. And my brother is a Crystal Palace fan and he, he's, he goes quite regularly and he's saying what their performance at the moment is absolutely terrible. Uh, they, they got went down 4-0 against Newcastle. Well, admittedly, it was a very good Newcastle side, but the manner of the performance, I don't think Crystal Palace even registered a shot. Uh, they offered nothing. Their last match against Nottingham Forest at home was equally poor. They haven't scored. I think they've, I think they haven't, I think they've failed to score in four of their last five matches. So that is really, really bad statistics against a side that are just full of confidence. Um, Roy Hodgson is the oldest, ma- oldest manager in the Premier League. Some of his tactics look archaic in terms of the way he approaches his side against a new, fresh Tottenham side who are full of ideas, who are, who are, who are flying high with Son and Madison, as we've mentioned here. I mean, Crystal Palace are a side that are just... I, I think Roy Hodgson is just a matter of time before he, he goes up. I'd be amazed if he's in the job 
coming into the new year, but it's just finding that replacement. You know, Palace have tried with Vieira, it hasn't worked. They've gone back. They need to find the right man. Uh, we know they've had a shocking injury list. Some of the players are coming back, but to lose Sahar and to lose Eze as well, who's who's out injured, where do the goals come from? Eduardo's weighed in with a few, but that is the problem for Crystal Palace. Tottenham have no problem scoring goals. So I think Tottenham will win this. Uh, you did say on the show earlier on about the, the favourites this week, a lot of heavy favourites. I think the Premier League now, the top and the bottom is greater than it's ever been, I think, for, for many years. I think the top eight clubs in this Premier League are some way clear of the bottom eight clubs. And I think to get... you only got to look at the Premier League card each week now. It's very hard to find anyone, like, round about minus... Minus $2 is the sort of consistent price for a home side. You know, you never... You look at League One, League Two of the Championship, the golf is massive. And you're getting money by getting with the favourites. And I think Tottenham here, minus 0.75. To start Friday night off, uh, we'll get a win against Palace and keep that incredible start to the season going. Two fans, two sets of fans in totally different frame of minds and Tottenham get the win in the London derby. Yeah, a little bit of money for your a little bit of money for your selection, Nigel. Minus one ten. So the advice is potentially get on. It might get even shorter. Come kick off. Uh Jack, you've got to play in this game as well. Surprised me a little bit, but uh you're going down the uh, the cards route here for Spurs. Talk us through this one. Yeah, over two and a half Spurs cards at minus one twenty seven. And absolutely traditionally you'd go, that's a bit weird. That's Spurs, this lovely a soft, underbellied, uh, easy-mannered side. Uh, we need to realign our sights a little bit on what Spurs stand for currently. Um, and whilst Postacoglu's there, I think that's going to be uh, full term. It's interesting hearing Madison talk after that victory on Monday night uh, against Fulham, saying that his philosophy, or Postacoglu's philosophy, was very much front foot aggressive. Don't let your foot off the gas. Uh, he said in a pre-season game that they were winning and kind of eased off a bit and he went ballistic at them. So that's the sort of stuff that we're looking for from them. We say they're front foot, they're aggressive, and we normally talk about that in an attacking format. But here, I'm thinking about it more as a defensive format as well. Their first line of defence is to win the ball back as quickly as possible. They play with their full-backs well up the pitch. They play with their defensive line high. And we saw it with the first goal on Monday night. Uh, Van der Ven stole in front, inside Fulham's half to then set up that play. He gets that wrong, he probably picks up a yellow card. Um, you also mentioned last week like why I, what I look for in card bets, and uh, I, I kind of said it is the perfect storm. And I think we've got that here. Uh, we've got what is a Friday night football game in the UK. Uh, means this could be live on TV. So you get a little bit extra spice for that. Under the lights, Sellers Park. Nigel's already touched on the fact that Palace were woeful last week. Got a bit of a rocket from uh, Roy Hodgson. So you should expect some kind of response from them as well. Uh, and we've got, uh, say, a side that's struggling, but Sellers Park normally produces a good atmosphere, a London derby and a Tottenham side. They're looking to go five points clear at the top of the table. So it's all set up there for it. Um, as I said, the, the way Spurs are playing at the moment, an aggressive style of play has lent itself to them picking up cards. It did surprise me uh, a couple of weeks ago when I looked at the the, the card table, the disciplinary table, and saw the card um, Spurs have picked up the most yellow cards in the division. Only Wolves now have, have surpassed them. They've got 31 cards um, to um, Spurs' is 28. So very good numbers as far as that is concerned. And we've also got a good referee for this one as well in Andy Madley. Uh, he sits well up the top of the charts as far as yellow cards given is concerned. Um, only one referee has given more yellow cards in the Premier League than him, but has had two more games to do that in. 
and only one referee has got a, a higher cards per game average than him. Uh, his cards per game average is sitting at 6.83, which is fantastic uh, for this bet. Uh, and he's given the away side three or more cards in four of those six Premier League games. So as far as Spurs are concerned, away from home, they've picked up four, three, three, four and four cards this season. So they'll cover this line in every single away game. And also uh, on the visiting um, or on the home side, uh, the opposition side here, they've got Jordan Ayew, who has actually been the most foul player in the Premier League. So it all kind of sits up nicely for this particular bet. Um, way Spurs are playing at the moment, the fact they're going to want to win it and all the surroundings uh, to add in a little bit of extra spice. OK, so it's Spurs over two and a half cards at minus 127 is the play from Jack. The stats add up nicely for a feisty affair at Sellers Park. Let's move on to Villa. Uh, against Luton and again the boys have both got plays in this particular game this is 10 a.m eastern on Sunday uh, Villa short price uh, price favorites as you would imagine minus 385 Luton a plus 1050 with the draw at plus 540 same theme for you here fellas Villa going well as we know a different free $100 bet here I've got plenty of free one hundred dollar bets. It would appear. Thanks, Bet Rivers, for that. Um, so here's the here's the here's the options for Villa. Nigel top four plus six hundred. Ollie Watkins top EPL goal scorer at plus twenty five hundred to win the FA Cup plus two thousand twenty to one. Europa Conference League, and obviously we're recording this ahead of Villa playing away at RZ tonight, but they are the favourites to win the Europa Conference League at plus 350. So those are your four choices. Where are you going with your cash or my cash? Well, I mean, I mean, Seville, the, the record he had at Seville and his record in the competition, they, they were probably an obvious pick to win that conference, but at plus 350, I mean, I'd want a, I'm on a much bigger price than that. That that season will depend on how they're doing. The, if they remember the chance of winning the check, getting the Champions League, or remember the chance of winning the title, they're, they're a top quality side villa here, then they're not going to really care much about that competition, I don't think. I've already bet Ollie Watkins at the start of the season to be the top Premier League goal scorer each way. So I think if we're offering each way again, a robot, a robot bookmakers, I'll be having a shiny each way on uh, Ollie Watkins against Haaland and the each way money. Jack. Go on, as it's a free bet, I'm going to take them skinny odds, I think, on the the Europa Conference League. Nigel's already said it. Uh, he loves the European trophy, doesn't he, Emery? So they're uh, justifiable favourites, worthy favourites to win it. I say it is a skinny price, isn't it? But I just think I, I can't see the others winning outright. Again, Nigel's right. Watkins will get on a streak and uh, that's decent each way value. But let's go with them to lift a bit of European silverware, as it's a free bet. Plus 350 to uh, win the conference. They're in action tonight. Of course, those odds could well change after their game away in the Netherlands against RZ. Let's get the plays for this weekend. Both Nigel and Jack have got selections for us in the Villa-Luton game. Over and under line here, incidentally, is three and a half goals, as it is for quite a lot of the Premier League games this weekend, incidentally. But once again, we're playing the Asian line here. Nigel, what's your bet in the Villa-Luton clash? Yeah, well, firstly, before we come on to the game, I mean, I've, I've got to, I've got to praise Jack on the. You said about the season record so far. I mean, it, it's all really been done by Jack. I mean, I've, I've had a terrible run, uh, one and two last week. Jack saved the team again, so he's he's been single handedly uh, 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 doing that that uh, that profit lot. So I need, I need to pull my socks up this week. I shouldn't be. Uh, and, and and I put in the research. You wouldn't believe it. And I was at the opera and, you know, having a look for a story. But <laughs> yeah. I, have been, I have been putting in the research this week. So, but anyway, I need to set, get that on record because uh, 
He's been he's been the man who's keep he's been the sole reason why we're in profit this season. I've been pretty poor. Anyway, let's move on to this match. I think we're a similar. Sorry, I sound yeah, that? quite emotional. <laughs> well, anyway, we, uh, I'll, have a, I'll have a word with John to cut that bit out before it goes live. <laughs> right, I'll save it already. <laughs> Just for that to make you feel a little bit good, yeah. but I'll, I'll cut. Well, Dan, what's, what second was that? What minute was that? About 12 minutes. <laughs> That's about 15 I'll and a half minutes in. Cut out. I'll we'll get, get that cut, cut out by, by, our, our, by our graphics man. Anyway, let's move on to this match. Uh, Aston Villa against Luton. Um, I mean, Aston, you know, we, I joke now, you know, Aston Villa might be in a chance to win the Premier League, but if their home record and their form under him continues, they will be in there. They will be up there. Um, they're a really good side, Aston Villa. I mean, I bet them last season um, to finish in the top half, I think it was. I think they were like minus 110 to finish in the top half. And it took me ages to actually cash that. It was in, there, there was a big doubt whether they make the top half. And they ended the season with Emery coming and they finished in the top half quite comfortably. But, you know, this time last year, they were languishing at the bottom of the, towards the bottom of the table with Stephen Gerrard in charge. Um, Emery's done a brilliant job, as we know. Jack's touched on it throughout this 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 record uh, throughout this uh, series and how he's this how he's each week he said how good they've been doing, and the record speaks for itself. I mean, on the current form and since Emery's charged, they'd be a side that would be at the top of the table alongside Manchester City. Uh, I think they've won something like eleven consecutive home matches now, something like that. And you, you look at that; they don't just win them; they win them in style. They win them well, and then it's going to Villa Park is a tough, tough place to go at the moment. Everton went there, got four put past them. Palace got beat three one. Brighton six one. I mean, what a performance that! And last week when we bet them again, they beat West Ham four one. So they're not only winning, but they're winning like easily as well. Um, so you, we all know about. Aston Villa, we know how strong they are. They've got goals all over the pitch. You know, Watkins is their main man. He's two hat-tricks already this season and goals galore. Scored for England as well. But there's goals from everywhere. You know, they're, they're, they're a really good attacking side. Uh, Matty Cash, I think, has been brilliant with his assists and the way that he pushes forward for the side. So they're a side that just don't sit back. They, they keep pressing and pressing and pressing. And they're a brilliant bet on the Asian handicap on their home form. I think this bet really... Is about Luton. I mean, we look at Luton and if you look at their, their results and you look at their metrics, you would argue that they've actually sort of done better in recent weeks than when they were at the start of the season. They may have surprised a few people, but if you actually break it down, I mean, the 1-0 match against Tottenham, which we spoke about, I see Tottenham similar to Aston Villa in the way they improve on the way they play. But that game, they were so fortunate to win 1-0. That, if it was 4-0 on any other day, you would accept it. I don't know what the XG was for that game, but I reckon that Tottenham would be touching almost three, uh, the amount of chances they had there. But in these sort of improvements, if you look at their road games, they've already lost, they've conceded four against Brighton, they've conceded three against Chelsea, they've conceded two against Nottingham Forest. Admittedly, the Nottingham Forest game was a 2-2 draw. But they do concede goals on the road. And when you consider how strong Aston Villa are and how they, the, the crowd is, is crazy and the atmosphere is crazy there, I'm going to go for Villa here on the Asian handicap, minus 1.75 to keep that brilliant, strong goal-scoring home record uh, going. Uh, and that is a bet on the Asian handicap where half your wager will be on minus one and a half and half your wager will be on two. So a 2 nil margin win for Aston Villa. We win half our stake. And if Aston Villa can win by more than three goals, which they've done on numerous occasions in the Premier League this season, um, I will go. I will get all the money. But I think Villa are so strong that I think this is a great matchup against a Luton side that we know will... will Try to uh, sit back and contain them, and I think that's the worst thing you can do against Villa. I think I think Villa, if you sit back, they'll 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 have a field day and get goals. So um, 
Yeah, Villas can continue that excellent home record under Emery and they'll get their 12th consecutive home win and in style, minus 1.75 against Luton, which is minus 107 last I looked. Very similar bet from Jack, but slightly safer. Indeed, yeah, slightly less aggressive. I've just gone on the minus one and a half. So for this one, a two goal win or more gives us a full cash. So I think we've got it nicely covered here. I would expect a three, four goal margin, but uh, the fact I could just about play this just just about came in my in the odds that I'd, I'd go for um, here. Uh, so it's a slightly safer option. Obviously, all the same stats. It's the same bet in essence, just to, with a slightly uh, so a, a different line. But um, this is their first home game following a European night, but they did play a League Cup tie uh, in midweek. Uh, previously, and they resoundingly beat um, Brighton six-one after that one. So a similar result wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be a massive surprise here. Um, Nigel said we, we we cashed on this last week when they blew West Ham away. Sensational record under Emery. I will just touch on those stats for those that missed it last week. Um, but uh, thirty-four Premier League games under Emery now, sixty-eight points in the bank. Won twenty-one of those games, only lost eight. Puts them now third over that period of time since he came to the club in the whole Premier League. Only Man City and Arsenal have picked up more points in that in that space of time, which shows you the, the say the say where they're at at the moment as far as where we should be looking at their rankings and their ratings in our um, league, our own league table sits. So fantastic stuff. And at home, the fourth best home record, only behind Man City, Liverpool and Man United. Um, so absolutely phenomenal turnaround from when he took over from Steven Gerrard. And I say this season... Um, yes, they've won 11 on the spin, which is absolutely phenomenal this season. Played four at home, won four at home, 17 goals scored and only three conceded. So process is right at both ends of the field, averaging 4.25 goals per game at home. Uh, that Villa, the Villa Park fans are loving it. Uh, as we said, fantastic stadium, packed to the rafters, great noise, great atmosphere. And uh, they'll be going up there looking for a, a, another massive scoreline here against Luton that we know are going to be up against it most games this season. They've fought pretty well, and I expect them to do that against the sides that are in and around them, uh, or that lower, as we've said, that split in the table, that lower half. But against Elite, which I certainly put Villa in at this moment in time, then, yeah, they they are going to get found out a bit. We said, um, Nigel mentioned it, Tottenham had a man sent off in that 1-0 win as well and should have been three or four up. I don't, haven't quite got the field tilt uh, on that particular game, but I know it was pretty high. And um, But look, let's look at Chelsea and Brighton. They um, called him comments that, back. Let's <laughs> 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 talk about the Chelsea and Brighton one. They both won uh, their game against Luton this season, um, their home game by three goals. So we should expect a very similar scoreline, if not even better from this ruthless Villa outfit. And uh, so we expect a bit of rotation between the two, two games. They've got a good strength and depth. Nigel talked about it. Goals all over the pitch, the fly, flying Polish fullback, Matty Cash um, doing extremely well. Um, Douglas Louise having a phenomenal season as well with a couple of goals again last week. So he's doing well. And um, yeah, this looks like a, an absolutely cracking selection and uh, expect both of us to cash on this uh, just, just on the Asian lines uh, and Nigel you know we've talked about the fact that there is some heavy favorites in the Premier League there are going to be teams that are going to cover those Asian lines and Jack put up Spurs last week and that cashed and you both put up Villa here certain teams you can play that other teams might be 
uh, a little more conservative and you wouldn't back them over the Asians line. I mean, I'm looking at maybe even Serie A or La Liga here. If you're looking at an Atletico Madrid or an Inter, you know that potentially they're not going to keep the foot down and get that second, third or fourth goal. But in certain leagues, certain teams, that potentially is the way forward just to try and improve your return. And especially with the way the goals are flying in at the moment in the Premier League. I mean, the, the goal ratios are up. Teams are scoring goals, especially at home. There's lots of goals going in. Um, the other, the, the re- there were a lot of the reasons why in the, in the used to oppose the Premier League matches, which is you, you used to think that, sorry, you used to look for teams that wouldn't concede. So you used to think, okay, if a team doesn't concede, they could win 2 0 on the Asian handicap. The thing is now, the two teams we've spoken about do concede. But they've got so many goals in them. So, like, you know, you're going to, it's unusual that you're going to cover eight. When you see an opposition team score and you cover an Asian handicap at minus one and a half, the first thing you think, oh, I've done my money. But now, now the other team is scoring. You know that these teams in the Premier League are scoring three or four goals because their attacking threat that they have is so strong. And I don't think any other league in Europe has that, it, like, in depth attacking threat. We talk about Villa there, Watkins, you know, but they've got goals everywhere. Brighton, a team that's scoring loads of goals, but concede every week covering the Asian handicaps. So it's been a real bizarre start to the to the Premier League season. But remember, remember, the goals go down. It's <laughs> <laughs> just around the corner. I love it. Uh, I can't this... wait. I've built this up so much. In November, the first week, 3-3, three, 4-3. Three, three. You, Vienna... you better stay in Vienna, son, if they don't start uh, dropping. Night, I'll tell you now. <laughs> it will be good night, Vienna. Uh, just very, very quickly, quiz, quiz question for you. Villa looking to win 12 home league games on the spin for the first time in the top flight since October 1983. Their run was halted by Arsenal that day, who won 6-2 at Villa Park. This is really to Nigel, because Nigel's my age. Um, but, uh, Jack, if you know the answer, fair enough. Name the gunner gunner striker who scored five goals that day in an Arsenal 6-2 win in 1983. 83. I'm trying to think of being the Arsenal side in 1983. I'm trying to go. Name that team. It's a little quiz that me and Dan do when we go out. We've got a couple of beers. We do name that team. Um, you would think Alan Sunderland would be in the Alan Sunderland. Group. Alan Sunderland played, but he didn't. He didn't he get would the five. Be, he wouldn't score. So up front with Alan Sunderland would probably be I don't know Frank Stapleton. It might be uh, maybe someone uh, wider. Tony no, Woodcock. He would have been Woodcock Staple. Staple Tony Woodcock uh, is the answer. Tony Woodcock uh, got five that day because I don't think I would have got it. I was just trying to work out the team. I, th- yeah. I knew Sunderland wouldn't have been prolific. I would, yeah, have gone, no. I would have probably gone for Frank Stapleton, but I don't know. Well, I think Frank had left by then. I think Frank might have been at United by then because oh. he wasn't in the squad. Uh, anyway, we digress. Uh, let's get two more plays for <laughs> uh, listeners and viewers. We've got Liverpool, Forest and Brighton and Fulham to come. Uh, Liverpool, Forest and Nigel. This is a 10 a.m. Sunday kickoff um, Eastern time. Liverpool favourites minus 375. Forest plus 900. Again, we are sticking with the Asian line here. Nigel, what's the play? Sticking with the favourites again. I mean, like I'm in the, this show is probably one of the shows that I've gone against all the things that I've tried to do over the years. I've, I've sort of realised that now. My you've got to develop is, your st- you've got to develop your style. Yeah, I, you know, well, so, you're not working for Sporting Next in the nineties anymore, Nigel. Come on, move I know, on. Oh, well, I, move I never with worked. The times. For I never. I never worked for them in the nineties. But anyway, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, thing, the thing is, right, is that this is my this is my way of like getting with goals, but not betting the overs. It's another way. <laughs> <laughs> another, way of, another clever way of doing it. I'm not. I'm trying to like 
I think with my underbed till November comes, but this is just like going with overs. Cheering the overs, but we're, they're actually necessarily saying I've got the overs. But uh, I, I mean, it goes, I, I mean, it go, I'm getting with favourites. I mean, I look like a typical public better doing my money and then just finding three heavy favourites. <laughs> I'm laughing on I'm doing everything, everything totally different than what I've ever done. Anyway, I, it's just, I just going back to that thing I said there, I just think the top is. Is so much better than the bottom, and I think teams are winning easy now. Look at look at Liverpool now. Liverpool, to me, what I've seen from Liverpool, they're not playing well. They're not playing at all well, and they they were top of the table briefly after that win against Everton. You wouldn't even, you know, that Everton. How did I not cash over five cards in that Everton? That Ever- oh, Liverpool you were unlucky. Unlucky. I mean that. Well, and it should have been a sending off on there for 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 Liverpool, and obviously Conte, uh, Conte, and then you would have cashed easy. So I, that, that I can't believe I never cashed there. But anyway, there's not look back, look forward. But um, I don't think Liverpool are playing well. I really don't. But they're winning games. and they're, they're only lost one all season. I still don't think he knows the best team he's got. I still don't think they um, they know um, the players who've come in have really settled. Uh, I don't think he knows what to do with uh, Darwin Nunes. I know he comes off the bench. I don't think he can adapt Nunes and Salah. But Salah's been getting him out of trouble. When you've got that goal threat, from him, from penalties, from from open play, whatever, you, you've got a chance. They didn't play at all well against Everton and they covered the one and a half handicap. They, they didn't play. So they didn't play well against Tottenham and they're down to nine men. I know Tottenham scored in the last minute, but they should have got a draw. They didn't play well against Newcastle and then they had a player sent off and then they, they won in the second half. I think if you are better of Liverpool for the title, which I am, I, I'm delighted where they are because I think they're going to come good down the stretch when other teams aren't going to come good. You look at Tottenham, they're playing the best they possibly can. You look at Aston Villa playing the best they possibly can. Liverpool have got gears to go into. And I, I think Liverpool, the way Liverpool are, Arsenal are playing exceptionally well, probably better than many expected. And Liverpool just are under that radar. So I'm, I'm really happy about them. And I think they pick up three points here in a comfortable win. Um, if you look at this fixture again, I'm going back for like, like for the last, last four matches that they played. I mean, it's not really much relevance again, but Liverpool scored 16 goals in this fixture at home in the last four matches. They scored three goals, five goals and four goals twice. Nottingham Forest have got that terrible road record last season. That was the worst road record in the Premier League. It was their home form that kept them in the Premier League. And when they beat Chelsea earlier in the season, we were sitting there going, well, I was sitting there going, oh, they seem to have recovered from that road record and they could be a side that could push into the top half. Since that win, they've gone backwards. They haven't won a game again on the road. They've got look tired. They, they don't look like they're, they're a threat. Um, and I think they'll go to Liverpool. And I think Liverpool will be very, very relieved to get over the line against Everton. I think they've got... I think Liverpool are going to smash someone coming up soon because I think they haven't all clicked. And when they all click, I think they're going to put four or five in a real hef- hefty performance. And I think this is going to be the one here. So I, I'm going to go for Liverpool minus, minus 1.75 again. Which is the same handicap as Villa. Uh, again, we win by half our unit if Liverpool win by two, and we need them to win by more than two to cash both. They've scored at least two goals in every single home game. Uh, they've covered the two goals spread in most of their home matches. Already. All of them. All, all. all of them. I didn't know it's all of them. So, <clears throat> so at home, they're very hard to beat. They do score lots of goals, and they play the team that over the last um, season and a quarter have the worst record on the road in the Premier League and the team that they've played in the last four matches that are averaging four goals a game when they've met them. So Liverpool to click, come good and uh, really do the business over Nottingham Forest. Brighton Fulham next again Sunday at 10am Eastern after Brighton's exploits in Europe and obviously Liverpool are at home to lose as well. 
Um, Brighton also in action against uh, Basket Case, that is Ajax at the moment. Um, <laughs> Jack, uh, you've got to play this one. Brighton minus 195, Fulham plus 480. The draw is plus 380. We are looking at goals here, which are nearly always on the agenda when it comes to Brighton games. But again, we're looking at the Asian line. Talk us through the play. Talk us how we're going to win with the game here on the South Coast. Yeah, Nigel mentioned obvious plays. Well, they don't get much more obvious than playing Brighton over goals. Uh, over three goal line is what I'm going for here at minus 132, which does mean that uh, we need four or more goals for a full win. However, we've got the safety net. If there is three goals in this game, then we get our stake refunded. Obviously, we lose if there's 0-1 or 2. I've been looking to fade Brighton goals this last few weeks. Um, and You'll have to wait till next I'm... month for that. Then you fade yeah. the goals hey, next month. Yeah, not, that's, not, not this month. That, that's the process, isn't it? I remember the rhyme that is, uh, that is yeah, tattooed on but If my, it doesn't uh, work, arm. it goes, remember, remember, goals go down in December. Then, we, <laughs> then, we, then, we, then we're out. That's it for the season. There's nothing else to write. Until... <laughs> Jack, yeah, yeah good. Um, so yeah, I so said we we the, the first one that went under three and a half goals all season was last week against Manchester City, and there was two early goals in that one that looked like that was going to fly over. That was actually on my short list last week. I just couldn't pull the trigger, but this time round, I was really surprised. There seems to be a little bit of an overreaction to either that, I, the fact that Brighton are playing in Europe on Thursday night ahead of this fixture or the fact that the, the visitors are Fulham. I don't know. It's possibly a combination of all those, but we'd been seeing this Brighton goal line up to as high as 3.75, didn't we, with that Liverpool fixture and very similar around that time since. So for it now to drop to a playable level at actually three, it's kind of gone back to what lines we probably expected at the start of the season. So we can play this now effectively as an over two and a half goals bet on the basis that we're getting the push and the refund if there is exactly three here. So, Jack, before you come on to the stats on that one, do you think that's because that everyone looks at that Fulham and thinks without Mitrovic, they just don't score? So effectively, you're playing Brighton goals? Yes, I think that is a large part of it. Um, I say, I think that um, I mentioned it last couple of weeks, didn't I, when we were going against Fulham that... that Fulham are so powder puff and do miss Mitrovic a lot. Watch that game against Spurs and they had two or three very good chances and they just don't look like they've got any confidence. And as I said before, you feel so sorry for Jimenez up front because of that injury he had a couple of seasons ago. And the guy's just like, how many games he's gone there without scoring a goal? It's like 30 games. It's absolutely horrendous for him. Um, but yeah, I think that's a major part of it. Uh, I, what I would suggest on the, the arguments of that is that Brighton just concede so many chances. They've conceded in each of their last 13 Premier League games. Both teams have scored, landed in the last 13, and they've scored in the last 25 um, games home and away themselves. So we know what they bring. And yeah, I, I would be concerned about um, uh, Fulham's ability to score goals. But I think given Brighton's nature defensively, they might well be able to get one here. They, After all, Fulham did score one against Manchester City and there were six goals in that game and they scored two against Arsenal and there was four goals in that game. So you'd say they're probably comparable fixtures as to um, their away games so far this season. The other ones have been a bit more tighter, the more sort of mid-table to lower table clashes, which have got a bit, a bit more cagey. Um, but yeah, I say I think also seeing Fulham's defence, how they play, I think there'll be errors in this game. I think there'll be mistakes. And I think there'll be plenty of goals. Uh, as I said, that's what you normally expect from Brighton. 
don't need to go too much into the stats. We know them pretty well. But uh, as I said, the the other concern would be the European fixture. This is their first time they're playing after a home European tie. So there's not the travel involved. But even the last two European fixtures, they came back and they beat Bournemouth 3-1 and they drew 2-2 Liverpool. So both those games obviously having four goals, which is enough for us to get a full win here. But their league games are averaging 4.44 um, goals per game this season, which is a phenomenal rate. Eight wins for this bet and one push. I, I say I couldn't actually believe it when I saw that this line was available to play the three-goal line. I had this probably set 3.25, 3.5 probably as a minimum. Um, I say I just think that the, the Brighton are so open at the moment and Fulham are poor, but I just feel that there's goals at both ends and at least three, um, probably more like four or five. Well, let's hope so. Uh, on the Asian line, when it comes to the uh, the goals, minus 132 for Jack uh, Brighton uh, versus Fulham. Uh, that wraps up uh, the selections. Let's get some uh, best bets uh, from you, Nigel. What's your best play week 10 of the EPL? I think I'm going to go for Villa, minus 1.75 against Luton. Okay, Jack. Only because the man informed Jack's agreed with me. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, what's your best play? Don't note that minute, Dan. We'll leave that one in. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the same one. Only because I know Nigel's uh, run of form is going to turn around and it'll be on a heater very soon. Uh, terrific stuff. Nigel, when are you back from Vienna? Coming back today, mate. It's uh, National Day. It's, national, it's a public holiday, but a national day. So I've got my uh, my traditional Austrian gear to go out with my laden hose. <laughs> yeah. uh, I look like Clark Griswold from... Um, <laughs> European vacation. So we're going to go and mix with the locals, drink beer and uh, have a nice time. And then we're heading out tonight. And this time next week, I'll be in Las Vegas. Fantastic cool. stuff. Where did it all go wrong? Yeah, exactly. Where <laughs> did it all go wrong, Nigel? Brilliant, Nigel Jack. Thanks for your company. Good luck with your picks, of course, over this weekend. That is a wrap for week 10 of Betting Weekly Premier League show. And stay across all of the selections and content via at Because We Win. From all of us, it's goodbye. <laughs> 